What is up, everybody? Welcome to an episode of Let's Do a Podcast. Today we talk about Space Captain, Captain of Space. Um, and I hope you guys will hang out and listen to what we have to talk about this interesting, interesting movie. So let's start a podcast. This is a podcast. This is a podcast. This is a podcast. Royalty free music now. <laughs> let's do a podcast. Let's do a podcast. And that's the end of the song. Space boom. music. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. See, I know I say this every time. I just, I love that we have our own music machine over here, Anthony. But da 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 Put a drum solo. Do, 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 do. I'm bad at drums, so. <laughs> oh, man. I, I don't know. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, so, as we said, we're talking about Space Captain, Captain Space. And... Space Captain, Captain of Space, Space, Space. <laughs> that was pretty good. Should be yeah, that, no, that was pretty good. I liked that. <laughs> yeah, it's very, it's very, uh, it's very much like the 19... 19- 30s uh, like serial buck rogers type feel to it so i'm pr- i was pretty excited to watch this movie yeah uh i think both of us were a little excited because it's on the funny like it's supposed to be a stupid funny movie and it, okay well before we get into the oh, movie we'll, we'll get into it here in a minute <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's first talk about ryan what are you drinking oh man so um not too long ago i did a fun beer trade with one of my friends from houston so i have a bunch of houston beer i need to go through so today i'm drinking the from great heights haze not haze hate sorry haze not hate nice where's uh great heights at they are in houston somewhere in houston not exactly sure in in houston houston um see i'm trying to see houston or houston yeah, sure. Let's just say sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's a 7.8 uh, APV. Obviously, it is a haze. Um, let's see. Brewed with Citra, Mosaic, Vic Secret, and Sabro Hops, or Sabre, depending how you want to say it. And then... Now your beard is made with lots of Sabre. <laughs> <laughs> and then my new favorite glass from a home brewer Ooh. called Misfit. I've got one of his glasses, and it's a very hazy beer. So nice. I haven't even had tried a sip yet. But uh, what are you drinking, Anthony? Oh well, let's see, let's see the first reaction here before we get into mine. What are your thoughts? It does not taste like hate. So they did a good job. <laughs> yeah. Hey. No, that's it's actually Don't really it. good. <laughs> it's really nice. Um, it's a very easy drink. That's for sure. Oh, well, next time I get in the Houston area, I'm, de- I'm definitely going to have to get down there and yeah. uh, try that out. Yeah, I know. If they have it on tap still. Yeah. On... Like in a year from now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows when the hell that will be. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, I have so much Houston beer. Like, I know the next episode I'll be drinking another Houston beer because really that's what my fridge is full of right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I stayed uh, somewhat local to the Dallas-Fort Worth area. I am drinking... Let's see if I can get this on the camera almost, here. I'm, I'm bad at this. There you uh, go. A little uh, bit, back up a little yeah. bit. There we go. Oh, there we go. <laughs> there we go. I'm drinking Hop to be Square from Hop and Sting out of, uh, this is out of Grapevine here in Texas. Uh, it is a New England style haze. 
they uh, their little blurb on the back of this is it is a yep yep it's another haze. It's like <laughs> you know you know it. We're just gonna drink hazes all the time, right? Haze uh, hazy IPAs. Uh, they say it's a new wave in IPA. Copious amounts of Bravo, Sultana, and Azaka hops give it a burst of orange, pineapple, and papaya. While oats add a silky, smooth texture. Huh. The look and taste feels at odds with the traditional IPA drinkers. Haze fans, like yours truly, insist the new style is here to stay and is good for you. Those clear IPA drinkers <laughs> just don't get it. I agree. Uh, whatever it is, don't try to fight it. It's hop to be square. And... I have it in my uh, community uh, glass here. So I'm just going to take a quick sip of that. So while he's taking a sip of that, I do just want to say we are attempting to actually record the video of this. So that's why I wonder if we said showing you and that kind of stuff. So we might be doing some things that also kind of goes with the video. Uh, We'll see how this goes. Hopefully the video turns out. If not, uh, we're just nixing the video until we can actually podcast together. Just like, uh, yes, we're going to do some visual gags on here. For, so for these of you on the audio medium, medium <laughs> right. use your imagination. You can't see, but I'm uh, attempting a handstand right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, standing on your head, doing that. Uh, the one thing, I, I don't know if you noticed this. I don't know if you've seen these cans a lot, but they added the, uh, so it's always been a double dry hop, but they've added like this uh, DDH little yeah. thing on here. It's like, I like, uh, very, I, I like the aesthetic of this can too. It's very, uh, it's very uh, like a, 1980s uh like uh neon colors i love that i I love that whole aesthetic it's really cool yeah it kind of goes with uh our theme honestly yeah 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 i like that a lot which yeah just as a uh just as a uh, warning for all our viewers out there look forward to some potentially uh some some new logos maybe coming coming forth so yes i'm so excited we we've been i'm not gonna share too much but we've been looking at a few things seeing a few uh drafts and i'm super excited about that yeah I gotta go check on that again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a minute. But uh, so actually, I just want to go ahead and say that if you want to follow us on un- Untapped, um, mine is Beer with Purpose. Anthony, what's yours? Do you even remember? I don't even remember, dude. <laughs> okay. Well, you can follow mine, uh, and then we can add Anthony. But um, you know, we I'm always looking for more fun beer drinkers. You can also find us individually on Instagram. Uh, I know I have a beer Instagram, which is Beer With Purpose. Anthony actually said yesterday he's trying to be more Instagrammy. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm working on it. We'll but, uh, see. What's yours? A beanbag. Uh, it's, no, I think it's uh, my first initial and last name. So I'm I'm gonna adjust that and then I'll share it. Sounds good. Yeah. yeah so maybe uh, the next episode, maybe you can. Uh, we can share him more. But anyways, guys, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's just our individual. Obviously, you can find our actual Instagram and all that stuff. We'll mention all that later, blah, 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 blah. But anyways, um, so, Anthony, wh- what do you think about your beer? Like, uh, how would you rate it on Untapped? Uh, if I were to rate this on Untapped, so I've had this both. Uh, I've had this both from the tap directly, mm-hmm. and I've had this in the can. Uh, and I gotta say, I'd probably rate it. Uh, I, I'm usually I, I'm a tough grader on Untapped. If to rate it above a four, it's gotta be like freaking awesome. So I'm okay. so that's the scale of before I do. And usually I'll rate something within a three, unless it's terrible, then I'll rate it like in the twos. Right. Uh, so I would rate this like a three point seven, three point eight. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I just for me, I was like, unless I love it, I just don't rate it anymore because. I know this is a whole conversation on its own of 
I don't want to give it a bad score and people see it and like, oh, I don't want to try it. But people need to try a beer, no matter what the score is, in my opinion. Like, if it's a shitty score, I still kind of want to try it because just because their tastes don't match mine. So, anyways, that I kind of just decided for my sake. Like, if I don't love it, I'm not gonna rate it. But I I will say uh, I will say I uh, I there are there are times where I will go. Uh, I will go to the store and I'll be looking at different beers. Now I'll look on I'll look on Untapped to look up scores on it, and I will look to see if uh, if you and I think the I think uh, I'm I'm only friends with a few people on there. I'm friends with you, uh, your wife, and uh, Chris Gard. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, uh, I I think those are the three. You are the three that I'm friends with on there, and I will look to see if you guys have had it and how you guys have scored it. And if it's like anything below a three point five, I just don't go there. So. I really, I think in general, I've I've just stopped scoring. So if you ever go and you're like, he didn't give it a score, you can text me. I'll be like, oh, it was really good. I just didn't score it. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's just almost easier just to like post it real quick so I remember I had it. Yeah, but uh, anyways, yeah, anyways fill, out, fill out a short survey on uh, on the flavors. I would actually <laughs> give mine probably for a haze, just because like, man, that's a that's a tough field right now. It I think it just will be in general. Yeah. It's quite the crowded field, yes. I would say like three point seven or seventy five. Yeah. I'm not. Sh- I can't remember the little Which, scale, but around hey, there. That's a. That's a. Yeah, that's respectable. Yeah, I mean, it's still really good, yeah. but at the same time, thinking about all the other hazes and all that kind of stuff, like it, man, that's a hard field, but it's still a good one. I would definitely drink this one again. Yeah, but, where they usually lose me is the aftertaste. You can get that. You can get that front end of the flavor. It, it's yes. pretty. I feel like it's pretty easy to nail that a lot of places do that very well but it's how the flavor of the beer lingers yeah and places i places like uh places uh, community uh with their ipa is pretty good uh turning point amazing on on uh, particularly on the aftertaste portion of that uh but it's uh, it's got it seems like it's really hard to nail that down how that just flavor lingers there and so, sometimes it's just like taste is great tastes great drinking and then like as soon as it's, the flavor starts leaving your palate it's like what is this yeah. What is this flavor in my mouth? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, if if the overall experience isn't spot on, it can really ruin that beer, you know? Yeah. But all right. Movie time. Movie time. It's time for Space Captain. The Captain of Space. Space Space. <laughs> So, on Space Captain, Captain of Space, it is an adventure comedy sci-fi movie. Uh, you can find it on Amazon Prime right now for free. Again, right now, who knows, whenever you try to go look at it, if you decide to yeah. go watch this movie. Um, honestly, so it says it came out, yeah, it says it came out in 2020, but I actually did some digging. It actually came out in 2014. Yes. And it was released on Amazon in 2020. I was going to actually say that, too. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, I always thought it was a 2020 movie, but it, it is not. Yeah. Um, honestly, the reviews for it are very scattered on this. I thought that was very yeah. interesting. Because uh, before I sat down to watch it, I was like, okay, I'm going to try something different. I'm going to do the research on it, then watch it. So mm-hmm. doing the research, some of the reviews, I was like, oh, I cannot wait to watch this movie. It sounds hilarious or really fun and interesting and would keep my attention. So I don't know if maybe that might have ruined me for this, but... uh. Yeah, so yeah, it's it's uh it's definitely uh some movies some movies if you hear if you get set up for uh, set up for it's gonna be an amazing movie and then it's like not quite to that level then it's like leaves a, and it's like it's it, the expectations were too high right <laughs> so 
I, I feel like maybe that was an effect in our viewing experience for this movie. Yeah, I because normally I just go in like nothing. I don't like I don't want to know anything except for I've seen the trailer and yeah. I never know what's going to happen. But this time I was like, okay, I'm going to do the opposite and let's see what happens. And Which, the trailer, if you if you watch nothing <laughs> else, check out the trailer. The trailer, yes, it is great. <laughs> the trailer is so good. I loved the trailer so much. Um. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. that's the best part of the movie is the trailer. Yeah, but um, it really cut. It really distills the essence of the movie into like a I think a two three minute uh, cut here. So yeah, okay, yeah. So uh, Anthony, go ahead and do the quick. Let's I say quick. So hopefully quick uh, rundown of quick, this movie quick for me. Yeah, it should be uh, quick. So, so here's the synopsis: uh, the evil king Zeno is using a gravity ray to crash the moon into the earth the only hope is rocky laser okay oh Best hold pilot, on pause marksman oh there's a long list of things he's he is <laughs> i mean okay first i i'm just i'm just gonna jump around because i just can't this ray gravity gun thing makes no sense <laughs> oh <laughs> god it's brutal and then the king is I, I i think the king was my favorite character out of everybody oh yeah because whenever you first like get introduced to him he's like not there and he's like well where is he and the guard's like he's taking his nap <laughs> <laughs> i think that's the only part i laughed at was like the whole like beginning nap scene but anyways go ahead. Yeah. sorry oh so things that rocky laser is best pilot athlete marksman sword fighter Crooner, which we never get to see that. Yeah. Uh, and Beast Tamer, which we see that a little bit. Uh, so. Things that he is not is uh, respectful of women, at least initially. Yeah. <laughs> uh, even towards the end. <laughs> he does. He does get. He does get a little bit woke during the course uh, of the movie. Definitely a little bit. Slightly. <laughs> uh, yeah. He... Which, I, I, which I which I did find what uh, when you compare it to a lot of these other uh, sci-fi adventure movies, particularly in the theme of like these 1930s movies, which I've seen a few of these, like the your Buck Rogers. Uh, right. It really reminds me of the Japanese movie Prince of Space, uh, which I saw watching uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000. It kind of has the same vibe to it, but there's right. always like that. The, the guy's got to rescue the female and the female has no agency. And they kind of like go that go at that issue head on for these movies. <laughs> there's always that thing. <laughs> and so... They, uh, the the female uh, uh, the the characters uh, the 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 lady character what was her name Jackie Jean Jarvis is it Jean Jean Jarvis yeah so not Jackie cut that out is that other Jean, Jean. cut that out uh, no all this is staying <laughs> like Anthony is respectful woman he just is bad at remembering character names yes names are hard uh, even the, for me that's why I have my yeah, list but uh, the, one of the jokes in the movie is that uh, Jean Jarvis, she's like the, uh, she's like the, do, the, the she's defined, uh, like the most important, some of the most important features she's defined, it, uh, was it, that was that thing called the Bechdel test right? Uh, for a movie, if, if whether, how a female character is defined, if, and if it's defined, if she's defined in relationship to like a male character, mm -hmm. then it doesn't pass that test, uh, that, that and a few other uh, things, uh, and uh, she's like the daughter of the president, uh, so there's that, but then she's the first female professor, uh, I think is her other thing. Professor or doctor. I can't remember, but, uh, but she doesn't even remember what her field is. <laughs> yes. 
She's like, nobody's asked me that. I don't. I don't know. Yes, it's been so long. But she's def- but she's like your she's like almost your classical first uh, female uh, uh, female character in these types of movies. She has no agency. She faints at the slightest thing, which again, that's another one of the jokes they make throughout the course of the movie. You were right. So she's the first female professor. Yeah. And uh, and she she faints. She uh, like the thing she says is no. Really, I mean, and that <clears throat> excuse me. That's one thing that I really liked about the movie was every time somebody would say something or do something, she's like, everyone looks, are you going to faint? They like, they say it. They're like, are you going to faint? Like, <laughs> it was like the running so, joke. Yeah. Our other characters we have. So we have Rocky, Rocky Laser, who we already talked a little about, about a little bit. We have King Zeno, who's played by Jeff Sproul, the writer of the movie. Right. Uh, who he's your, uh, he's your classical, classic, classical, uh, ineffective villain during right. the course of these movies. Uh, you have his, uh, Chip. you have Chip, the <laughs> co-pilot and like the, uh, Boy Wonder sidekick, uh, which we'll talk about Chip in a little bit, but that is that was interesting. Oh my god! Uh, we have Chip. Prince Prince Clarf of the Moon Squirrels. Uh, uh, let's see, Doctor uh, Doctor Horst. What was that guy's name? Uh, I have it written down. Doctor Horst Carlock. Carlock Carlock. Well, it's spelled K R. K- yeah, Doctor Horse Carlock. Yeah, yeah. So he's like he's like an evil. He's like almost like an evil mad scientist type character. But like uh, he reminds me of Doctor Krieger on uh, on uh, uh, Archer. Yep. He reminds me of kind of that. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, we end up. Uh, we have yeah, we have Chip Skipper, which we talked about, and then Baron Osric uh, during the later portion of the movie. Uh, as well, he 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 kind of becomes like a side hero character as well, yeah. and then uh, Astra, who is the daughter of King Zeno. So those are the characters that we come across during the course of the movie. Uh, oh, and then of course there are random uh, henchmen that are of course all around the all around as well. Which I think there's like only two of them. Yeah, there's only like two or three that play like so many different people. It's it's pretty funny. Uh, but we start with the, uh, so they're, uh, in the rocket ship X1. Uh, so so we start in chapter three of this movie. Yeah. We have to read other stuff like that. Yeah. Chapter one and two. They did like the scroll, like it's star Wars. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, yeah, it's very much like star Wars. Cause you know, star Wars, you start in episode four. I mean, back (laughs) in the 1970s. So I guess that's acceptable. Yeah. That's the cool thing Uh, to do. But we're on, yeah, we're in chapter three. Uh, and they, uh, they're fighting the ships. Uh, they're doing a pretty good job of it. It's, it's very comical the way they had it. It's like, uh, the ships on strings, 1950s style. Uh, and then they, uh, they eventually get shot down and crash on the planet Arcor, which is where King Zeno is based out of, mm-hmm. uh, at, during the point, uh, after they land, they are quickly attacked by a giant house cat. <laughs> Do they ever say say what it is? No, I don't think they really went into any explanation about the house cat. But yeah, it it was just it was honestly that I had high hopes after that. You know, I was just like, oh yes, yeah. this is going to be a great move. <laughs> Which uh, so they're attacking it with like the spear that they find lying ground, and then subsequently uh, Chip dies. Wah, I was like, wow. Wah. I was like, wow. Chip wasn't around for in the movie for very long. He's uh he's dead already. Well, 
it's not the last we see of that guy, but it sounds pretty gruesome, whatever happens to him by the cat. Uh, the sound effects are on point for that because mm-hmm. I could you could you could hear whatever mess was going on there. <laughs> uh, but I, I took a note here is like, why is Earth being destroyed? Why are they attacking Earth? I didn't understand why. Yeah, they didn't really really tell me why Zeno is attacking Earth, but they do they do talk about it a little bit uh, in the course of the movie. Uh, he's like, it's like that's just what I do. I think they even asked at one point or something like that. I, I know it, the the conversation came up and he didn't really answer he just kind of went around it and was just like yeah i just i, I gotta it's just i gotta kill it like yeah. <laughs> okay yeah. i'm the bad guy like, yeah exactly uh so uh the uh they go into the chambers uh to talk to king zeno uh the, the whole thing i liked the whole thing i liked about that sequence is like how sloppily run king zeno's like kingdom was oh yeah because the whole thing with like the nap where they the, he, he like the the advisor told the the centurion that he was taking a nap. He's like, don't tell people I'm taking a nap. <laughs> He's like, well, what can I share with these people then? Uh, and then there was the when as they're bringing Rocky Laser and crew into the uh, the throne room. And he's like, oh, let me run back and I'll uh, <laughs> and I'll and I'll come out. I'll, I'll, I'll triumphant like and he's like. He finally comes back out after they're just kind of standing there waiting for him. He's like, the voice, the why is the voice not playing? And as soon as he comes out, this like, now announcing <laughs> King Zeno. He's like, no, stop the voice. I don't need it anymore. I'm already out I'm here. Already... <laughs> that was pretty so I like that whole sequence. That was yeah. great. I, he's like, why? <laughs> the whole setup Which was really good. again later. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, so uh, during the cor- uh, course of that, uh, Dr. Carlock ends up getting sent to the labs to go work for King Zeno, which he seems all too happy to do that. He's like, he's like, whatever. He, he's he's a, he's just the objective scientist. He doesn't care who he works for. <laughs> yes. Uh, you have uh, you have uh, uh, Gene Jarvis is now uh, like betrothed to King Zeno, uh, much to the confusion of Rocky Laser. He's very perturbed by the fact that. Uh, number one, Jean Jarvis wouldn't profess her love for him, and uh, that uh, and that she quickly agreed to marry King Zeno, which of course she was doing it to save Rocky Laser. Yeah. Uh, and then he uh, he then escapes uh, while they're moving him to uh, one of the many pits they mentioned during the course of the movie. It's like the Pit of Agony or something like that. Yes, I can't honestly. I can't remember which pit is which because they like you said, there's so many pits in this movie. Yeah. This movie is not the pits, but there are several pits in the movie. If you want a pit, there's a pit in this movie. <laughs> yeah, there are. If, if, yeah, you can you can choose it. There are many to choose from. Uh, but the uh, as they get out there, uh, Rocky Laser, he is then rescued by Chip. Chip Skipper is alive. Surprise. <laughs> and he's with uh, Clark, the Prince of the Moon Squirrels. God. Uh, this the. <laughs> The moon squirrels. That was so funny. I, I've been trying to find a picture of him to show our our people that are going to be watching this video because it these characters are so ridiculous. Yeah. Uh. So he just like pop. He just pops up there and he's like, "Oh yeah, Clark the moon. Clark the prince of the moon squirrels." And so we we see that all happens off screen. It's like one of the few things that happens off screen. They're, they're, one thing they're really good about in this movie is showing and not telling, except for that when they make a joke of like read, making you read something. Agreed. Uh, but we then uh, go to a scene. Uh, well, 
at the end of that scene, they're like, uh, we need to go speak to the sage on another planet. And I, I like that Chip asked the question, do we have time to do that? He's <laughs> like, aren't we, aren't we supposed to just go rescue these people? He's like, it's like, do we have a plan? Like, do we have time to go to this ship, fly to another planet, go visit the sage? And it's like, what are we doing? We're yeah. already here. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, That's so good. We then go to uh, we then go to uh, Dr. Carlock and uh, Gene Jarvis. They're talking, and this is where Gene Jarvis finds out that Dr. Carlock, he's working on the explosion ray uh, that that uh, uh, that King Zeno wants him to work on, and he's actually working on it. Oh yeah, he's like surprised. He's like so happy about it too for some reason. He's like, "There's a union. I get paid well." Let's see. Uh, <laughs> does that show up okay? Yeah, it's kind of blurry, uh. but yes. You can kind of see Clark the uh, Clark the Moon Squirrel there. Yeah, he looks kind of like a he looks kind of like a uh, like a John Candy's character in uh, Spaceballs. Yeah, he looks like Barf. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. he looks just like Barf. Uh, the character, not the thing, not mm. the grossness, well, or both. <laughs> <laughs> not the best costume. Uh, so we go through that whole sequence, though. Uh, then we meet uh, Astra, the uh, princess of uh, who uh, is the daughter of King Zeno. Right. Uh, she's not a fan of. Uh, she, she's she uh, basically goes to uh, uh, Jean and is like, "You're not, you're not my mother." Then <laughs> that that whole sequence, Ugh, uh, yeah. that whole type of thing. Uh, so just uh, also for you guys yeah. to know, there's so much that happens. In between the the things that he's talking about that just don't matter, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're just uh, I mean, it's like we're going past this, we're going past the sleeping, the breathing, the eating, the chewing. I mean, the stuff you don't need. <laughs> they show so much unnecessary shit in this movie. It was exhausting. But it's like a, it builds the it builds the story though. It, it kind of it? like it builds the uh, mythology. Maybe I don't know. Uh, yeah, uh, maybe. The, uh, yeah. Of course, there is more jokes about Gene fainting. Uh, then my favorite part is when uh, when uh, Zeno asks Doctor Carlock after he gets in there, and he's like, uh, "After you're done with the explosion ray, can you invent like a anti faint ray or something?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that was definitely the running gag. Her f- fainting throughout this whole thing, her and then uh, Chip, Chip dying. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah, Chip dying was the other running gag. Him dying, it was very much like back. a "Oh my God, you killed Kenny" type of moment. Yeah, except it, except everybody found it really annoying that Chip kept kept dying. Yeah, yeah, he kept on dying, and like every time he come back, he'd be like, "Ah, oh, just wait till I tell you the story later." Like, <laughs> yeah, eventually Rocky Layers is like, "Ugh." Yeah, he's just like, <laughs> "Okay, we get it." Uh, then we see, so we go back to the World Space Headquarters, and we see Dr. Crab and I forget the other doctor's name. Uh, it started with a W. Uh, Dr. No, it didn't start with W. It started with an M. Dr. Middleton. But Dr. Crab and Dr. Middleton. Upside yeah, down one. It's an upside down W. Yeah. And so they. Uh, this is where we get a little more definition into what's going on with the moon as it's kind of getting closer to Earth. And we learned the moon's only six miles away at this point, I think. Yeah. And I'm like, if it were that close, it, they make it they make it look much further apart, like a, like maybe a normal distance you would show in a movie. Uh, but the moon is only six miles away. At that point, it's like way too close, right? Well, we're in like a territory of like Independence Day, where the gravity is like sucking things off the ground, right? Well, I mean, 
late like pretty much end of the movie whenever the earth whenever the moon really is like this close to like centimeters away from hitting the earth like the babies yeah. almost like hitting each oh, other the two women are like ah. <laughs> yes you're like oh yeah this is realistic <laughs> but anyways so we uh so then we uh we flash back over to uh so oh the whole the whole thing with the with that though is that the president so the president uh, Dr. Crab, Dr. Middleton, and they're going over the options to, uh, okay, in case Rocky Laser and his team is not successful, what are we going to do? And they're like, every option is like a way to destroy the moon and blow the crap out of it. It's like, they have a missile that will destroy the moon. Or how about a ray that will destroy the moon? <laughs> or, and then there's like a picture of him telling a woman in a bar how he destroyed the moon. He's like, oh, that's just for my personal, uh, for my personal archive there. Uh, then we get to, uh, we get back to the, uh, uh, Clarf, Chip, and, uh, Rocky Laser. They are now going to see the Sage on the asteroid. And one of the cool things I thought about this was the, uh, uh, the acorn ship. They were showing it flying around, uh, Clarf's spaceship. And they, they get, they show it get above the planet. And then whatever they were holding it with, they just drop it onto the planet. Like, and that's how it lands. Yeah. That was pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, during the course of that, they uh, go into a cave, and there's uh, a few monsters among them. Chip gets killed by those monsters, uh, but they all work for the sage, so they they stop they sick them off of the uh, sick them off of them. Uh, the sage does, and then they pr- proceed to uh, speak to the sage, right. uh, which that was an interesting conversation, of which... course, because uh, they, they they he talks to her like she's some sort of like psychiatrist uh, during the course, and is like, what am I doing wrong? Why why does this why does she not love me? And <laughs> yeah, and like. She she knew who they were, so why didn't mm-hmm. she call off her like little goons before Chip died? I thought that part was a little weird, but I was like, okay, uh, <laughs> like, the price the price must be paid. Yeah, that's true, and it's, it's paid paid in Chip. Paid in Chip. I mean, he comes back anyway, so yeah, it's uh, it just has a habit of doing that. Uh, but they talk to Lady Actalus. Uh, he she tells him to go to find Baron Oz uh Osric on the planet Tog, which we heard mentioned earlier that the uh, King Zeno is planning to use the explosion ray to blow up all the uh, rebels on Tog, who uh, Baron Osric is in charge of. Uh, uh, They talked about, they they end up talking about relationship issues, and uh, we then get to the end of Chapter 3 and are now moving to Chapter 4 after they leave the the planet. Oh my gosh. Uh, So fast. As far as chapter three goes, what what were your thoughts on chapter three of this movie? Um, so, <clears throat> kind of like what I said is like the the beginning gave me really high hopes for this movie. I was just like, okay, you know, I mean, the first thing they see and interact with is the house cat that's attacking them, and I just I could not stop laughing at that. Because I was like, that was hilarious. Because they obviously got a normal-sized cat, put a camera very down, like, as low as they could, just pointing upwards, yeah. so it looked like a monster. I was dying. I thought that was so funny. Um, just, and then, again, the, the entrance of the king. I was taking a nap. Just all this stuff that was really, really funny at first. Like, I, I thought, okay, this is going to be a good movie. But then very quickly... Especially towards the end of it, it just kind of got a little boring. Boring, like it. 
it, it relied very heavily on its on its stick uh, to move the, the story forward. Yeah, and I mean, and again, this is just chapter three. We have a few more chapters. Um, yeah, I was like, okay, like towards the end of chapter three, I was like, this is going to be a long movie. Like, I don't think there's going to be enough humor to actually keep me interested. So that that yeah. was kind of my thoughts with uh, number three, chapter three. Yeah. What about you? So going into chapter, yeah, uh, I had I had the same thoughts. I really like the idea of this movie, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, we have more to talk about. Uh, I really like the idea of this movie. Uh, it's uh, variability is is not as where I would want it to be, or not as where I expected it. I think they drew things out maybe a little too much. This is one yeah. of those. We've talked about this before. If this was maybe an hour long, or uh, maybe maybe they cut up cut it down a little bit shorter, because this is this this is this movie, uh, this this hour and a half long movie. It's not originally written as a movie. It was originally written written as a play, which I'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, so I don't I, maybe this isn't translated as well as a, a uh, on the stage in person play that uh, to the to the film format. Uh, maybe that's what the problem is. The I'm feel. sure seeing this bet, as a play would have been like great. Yeah, because of the feeling. Like if you're going to see a play, like you're just in a different mindset. Yeah. And feeling the energy from the the the, the cast the on top yeah. of the other crowd, you know, at that point you'll almost laugh at anything. <laughs> like. Yeah. But versus watching this Home Alone, it's kind of like okay, let's see how this goes. <laughs> Oh, and it goes to the and it goes to the whole thing we talked about before watching a movie with uh, with you and a bunch of other people versus watching it by yourself. There's a whole different vibe to that too. Exactly. So this may have been uh, may have been one of those things you watch it with a bunch of other people, and it's maybe maybe it's better watching it with uh, with uh, with friends. Of course, that's something we really can't do right now. Yeah. <laughs> so. Hey, you know what? I, I've I've still been looking into ways of doing like a live stream watch movies with friends because like that might be fun to do but anyway yeah. sorry yeah. maybe maybe that's something we need to work in uh, work work on uh, yeah. pulling that together because we'll see. we'll see how that goes i think for us we'll probably be in this quarantine for a while yeah so it might it's be gonna fun. be a minute so anyway yeah. anyways, uh, so anyways. chapter four <laughs> uh so chapter four we uh we uh, start with the uh rocket boot fight which Again, we're we're leaning more on the we're leaning more on the special effects for comedy here, where they're uh, kind of ducking around and they're flying the characters around the screen. Yeah, uh, which it's it's I mean it's it's the play on the obvious green screen effects uh, for that or not not really green screen effects, but the stuff that they would do back in the 1930s, where the guy would just stand there and they yeah. would move the background behind him and he would just kind of be ducking around and they would just put the uh, film scratches. I mean, just like in there on, to show the laser, just like on uh, was that two episodes ago, the black hole. Like just like yeah. in that movie where they like the camera like oh, black there... hole's serious yeah the camera's moving Wait. but the guy <laughs> yeah just like that yeah like the guy like the the rocket's supposed to be stopped like it's not supposed to be shaking anymore but the guy's still in his seat like pretending it's happening yeah it's that kind of stuff but uh, we then uh, so the the fight's going pretty well. Uh, he's basically fighting these, uh, what do they call them? Space highwaymen. Uh, yeah, that sounds but right. Chip's fighting them off. He's flying the, sh- uh, he's flying the acorn ship. He's fighting them off, but then, oh, he wasn't paying attention. He flew into the side of a mountain. So <laughs> Chip explodes. So death number three for Chip. 
at that point, uh, Clarf and Rocky, the only two left, they get captured. And who should capture them but Baron Osric? These are not the Highwaymen. They are, the, in fact, the Rebels uh, on the planet Tog. Uh, they, uh, they're trapped there. They get tied up. Uh, but, uh, one of the things that we learn is that Baron Osric, he's actually deeply in love with Astra, the daughter of King, King Zeno. King right. Zeno? Uh, Zeno? Sabre? I'm blinking on it. <laughs> King, King Zeno, I think it is. Uh, sure. if I remember, we'll, we'll, we'll rewind later and make sure I'm saying it consistently throughout the, throughout the movie. Nah, uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, or throughout this uh, podcast. <laughs> But uh, he's deeply in love with the Princess Astra, and there's the question of where his allegiances lie. Is it with King Zeno, uh, truly, or is it with his the rebels and, uh, and against Zeno? Yeah. And uh, Astra comes to Tog uh, when uh, Rocky Laser and uh, uh, Clarf are there. And she's she's been wanting to capture Rocky Laser for a while because she heard how like handsome and debonair he was. And so she sees him there, and she convinces uh, she convinces uh, Baron uh, Baron Osric to let him go. And she's was it? He's talking one of this is like one of my favorite parts of the movie. Mm-hmm. He's talking about how uh, how much he loves her and how much like uh, respect she has for him, and uh, how he's gonna do all this, that, and the other, and he's gonna defeat King Zeno, and uh, then uh, they're gonna go off and have this happy life together. And Astro's just laughing her ass off off in the background very loudly and very obviously <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah that was pretty funny yeah uh so uh but he hands over he hands over uh rocky laser to her and they go off the fly to uh back to the uh king zeno's king zeno's zeno the king's planet <laughs> you can just say king <laughs> The King's Planet. There you go. Uh, at, and to, to go there. Uh, however, we find later that she forgot to take his rocket boots, and then he escapes from her. So that's fast forwarding <laughs> yeah. a little bit. But that's that's basically how that scene goes later. Yeah. Uh, we then go back to the uh, we then go back to the lab. Doctor Carlock is there, and uh, Jean is like, "Hey, we need to escape. I have like a ten point plan. Point one is you go up to the Centurion and you knock him out and steal his costume." And uh, he's like, uh, that's not really my forte. And she's like, you can do it. You just got to walk up to him and knock him out. And then the centurion walks in there. And I guess, I think he hears them talking about it. And the centurion goes up to him. And, uh, oh, he had stolen the plans to the gravity laser. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the centurion walks up to him, gives him every chance to knock him out. And he basically is like, nope. And he hands over the plans. And he's like, I'm out. <laughs> Which this... This guy, the, the, uh, crap, what's his name? You just said it. Uh, Dr. Carlock. Yeah. He's, like, almost thrilled to be working for the king. Like, like, they, they find out, like, he's getting paid to do it, to work for him. <laughs> like, yeah. He's getting paid. He has all these perks. He's happy. I love, there's one scene where he has on, like, headphones and then, like, almost, like, the end of all my chords, and he's just, like, dangling them and, like, touching them together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, obviously not doing anything, just kind of, like... Yeah, he's just, like, te- yeah, he's just testing, yeah. Yeah, he's just, like, doing the most pointless shit, and it, it was so funny that, besides the, the beginning of this movie, I laughed really hard at that, because, really, it's, like, just two ends of a cable not connected to anything that he's just, like, touching them like that. <laughs> it's just, like... <laughs> 
what are you even doing? And you're getting yeah. paid for this? Like, <laughs> anyways, good. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so we, uh, so that's how that scene goes. We then go back to the World Space headquarters, uh, and this is where th- this was one of, another one of my favorite scenes where they're trying to contact the X one, and uh, Doctor Middleton and Doctor Crab they're talking to each other, and uh, this is like you you get the scene in the uh, trailer where basically uh, Doctor Crab is like making shit up because he doesn't know how to fix the radio. Yes. And he gets called out on it. And that's a pretty great scene as well. Yeah, I love that, too. He's just like, are you just ra- saying random things because you don't know what you're doing? And he's like, y- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they uh, they get saved. Uh, though they do get saved, uh, Dr. Carlock and Gene, by Rocky Laser. He, in fact, just on his own, did uh, Gene's plan. He knocked a guard out and stole his uniform. Uh, which uh, they play, they, they don't play that very strongly, but it's just kind of said uh, off to the side, and you're like, oh, he did that plan. So, uh, but they they get him, they rescue them, and they uh, go to escape in uh, another ship. I forget which ship they use, but they end up getting chased by uh, by uh, uh, what's the guy's name, Nafaro hmm, yeah. or Nafario, something like that. And they're escaping, and uh, it's uh, on the <laughs> on on the uh, ship is the explosion ray, and they're like. Dr. Carlock, did you finish the explosion ray? <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm going to skip ahead. He uh, later on, obviously, spoiler alert, uh, whenever they save the the world and move the moon back to where it needs to go, blah, blah, blah. They pull out this uh, space champagne that he bought himself to celebrate finishing yeah. the that that ray the explosion ray yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, like, he was so proud of it and he like bought himself shit to celebrate it and he's like okay i guess we'll open this and celebrate that we saved the world like he was yeah. almost disappointed <laughs> so they uh they go to they go to uh they're they're about to get blown up by the explosion ray uh chip hops out in his rocket boots and he gets in the way he number one he uh he holds his nose when he yeah. goes out the space uh which i thought was fun uh, and he gets uh, he gets destroyed by the explosion ray. He blocks the shot, and then I believe they turn around and they blow up the the ship that King uh, not King but uh, the Nefario is on. Yeah, and so they destroy the explosion ray. And uh, I think I think you see a little look of sadness on Doctor Car- Carlock. He's like, "All oh, my work." Yeah, yeah, that was uh, ridiculous. Yeah, uh, the uh, I think Chip. Uh, I forget where this happens, but Chip is alive again and he gets stabbed. I forget who stabs him. Ooh. Oh, so it's whenever they're in the uh, whenever they're captured, um, in the in the jail cell. He he lets them out, like he saves them. Chip saves them. Yeah, and then he turns around and gets stabbed by a guard randomly. Yeah, uh, so Which... he's dead again. Uh, he 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 was alive and he's dead. He's alive and he's dead. And it's not like it's. Like, I feel like the time like they cut the time in half. For how long he's alive, uh, and how long he takes him from to come back. So he like he dies and he comes back and, like quicker and quicker and quicker. Yeah, uh, fr- from here on out to the movie. So these uh, also, I want to talk about these ships. All all the ships are like, um, little cut like they look like cardboard, like uh, almost like something my nephews would make. You know, like they're like little punch, like you get a giant card and you punch out all the pieces and you make a little ship with it. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, Yeah, the art department did a did a not not too shabby job, which um, they're going purposely for that look. So, yeah, Uh, a lot of 
the graphics are horrific, and uh, I can tell you why later at the end of this uh, explanation. Uh, so uh, I, th I think uh, just getting, getting ahead, as they're preparing to uh, go uh, destroy the gravity ray, when, uh, again, uh, one, of the, one of the funniest parts of the movie is where, uh, uh, I forget what leads up to it, but they end up yelling, they all end up yelling, screw you at uh, Dr. Carlock. <laughs> Yes. It's like screw you. It's and Dr. Carlock's like he, he's got his leg up on the tree like 90 degrees. He's just like leaning on the tree with his leg. And he's like, "What?" And then like Rocky Lasers like joins her. And he's like, "Yeah, screw you." <laughs> and the, and he's like, "Are you just taking out anger just on me even though it has nothing to do with me?" And they're like, "Yeah." <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, screw you. It's like, "All right, I'll I'll help you if you stop saying screw you." No. Okay, I'll still help you. <laughs> like, "Well, I can't guarantee that." <laughs> yeah. Uh but like uh, we also see this uh, this journey of self actualization with Rocky Laser as well as he becomes like uh, as he becomes like more self aware uh, up to uh, like his his reality and how he is, uh, and uh, it, it comes in, comes into a little bit of effect after they get captured once again, uh, where he's like he's like I will uh, I will rescue but I want to make sure everybody's okay before I uh, before I do anything. And then uh, once he uh, like things get so dire that he has just has to jump into action and punch some of these guys out. And he's just like, is that what you want? I'll just punch everybody out. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yeah, he's he's like losing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we went a little Nicolas Cage there for a second. Yes, Nicolas Cage. Uh, so just fast forwarding, because I'm forgetting the order of how things occurred. It doesn't, the, at the honestly, end of the it doesn't even matter in this movie. It could be so out of order. It, do, it wouldn't even yeah. matter. So they uh, they get out there, they get to the gravity ray, and uh, they, there was like a back of the envelope uh, sketch of the gravity ray, uh, and they were like trying to figure out the switch, uh, what the what happened with the switch and where it was. Which the the uh, diagram they, of it did not match the the thing itself at all. Yeah, it didn't even look like it. No. So they get out there, they they go and turn the gravity ray off, and they're like, wait a second, uh, we we heard now uh, just uh, just a few minutes prior that the new moon was only half a mile away from the earth which again looks much further than half mile but and like uh, even if it's that close the, the earth is pretty much already destroyed just saying yeah yeah we're already done yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's already in the atmosphere at this point yeah we yeah. we are done either way but whatever uh, so they uh they turn off the gravity ray but they realize the moon's still getting closer and closer to earth because like because like oh gravity we didn't even think about that so they hop on the x1 and they fly over there, and they wrap a train chain around the moon, and they pull it away from Earth. Uh, and they are congratulated by the president, and they make Rocky Laser the uh, officially. Uh, I thought he was already this uh, had this position, but they officially make him the captain of space. Oh man, uh, I must have been asleep by this time. <laughs> uh, Jean Jarvis has now professed her love for him uh, for for Rocky Laser. Now that he's self-actualized and treats her like a real human being, and they all live somewhat happily ever after, uh, and it, it kind of sets it up for a further, se further serial installments, uh, like you would see in uh, any other uh, like Buck Rogers uh, TV show or whatnot. So oh, man. that is more the long and short of it. That is Space Captain, hey, uh, the Captain of Space. That that's the movie. Ooh, doggy. So. Do you want to guess the budget for this movie? Uh, it had to be like in like the maybe the tens of thousands. Five thousand. 
$5,000. Hey, they, pretty, they did pretty good for $5,000 budget. That's Hey, it's not too shabby. And hey, I'm not knocking it. They got it on Amazon Prime, so they're probably getting a lot more than $5,000 for this movie. They've, they've made profit. Yeah. That's the goal. But it definitely explains a lot. That's for sure. Like, there's a lot of things to, like, I mean, honestly, the, the thought ran through my head, like, with the ships. Like, do they do that to be funny or to be cheap? Or both. <laughs> like, <laughs> and my hey. thought is probably both. Um, oh yeah, because I, I, again, they were going for that whole 1930s aesthetic for the for the movie. I, again, I feel like I, I, you can you can tell very obviously they were leaning on like your Buck Rogers, your your Prince of Spaces, your right. your your, your uh, uh, from the Earth to the Moon, like uh, uh, the, those old old style talky movies of like that showed like travel in space before people had even been to space before, so people didn't know what it was like. Uh, so they were leaning very heavily on that whole aesthetic, and I, I, I feel like they executed the visual portion of that very well. Yep. No, I, I completely agree. Um. So. Oh, sorry. Phone's doing something weird. I was gonna read you something. Okay. So before we talk about our likes, our dislikes, and all that kind of stuff, I wanted to say the rating on IMDb is a seven out of ten, which is pretty good especially 54 ratings people rating it mm-hmm. that's that's really high i really yeah. wonder for you you read the reviews i mean the lowest one i see is like an eight like that that's pretty incredible so i just wanted to say that before is that is it an eight percent or is that an eight out of ten? Eight out of ten. Oh wow yeah yeah i was very very amazed so, let's talk about, let, let's switch it up. Let's talk about what did you like about this movie? Uh, we talked about it a little bit. I liked the, uh, I liked the humor. I liked the uh, whole aesthetic of it. Again, I, I grew up watching a lot of these movies, these, uh, these, uh, these Buck Rogers, uh, old, these old serials, the, uh, the uh, Princess Space. I, I keep citing Princess Space because it was like one of my favorites. Because the whole thing with Prince of Space was uh, the, uh, I believe the bad guy's name in that movie was Zarkor, mm-hmm. and he he was he was like he's like shooting lasers at him. Prince of Space was like, your lasers have no effect on me, and they keep shooting him with lasers, and he just stand there, and the lasers just shoot him, and he's like, these lasers have no effect on me. Why do you keep shooting me with the lasers? But uh, again, it was a very still. Again, it was like another uh, like in our look looking at it from like. 70 80 90 years in the future it's like a very silly uh, uh escapade which it maybe looked very serious uh back then a very serious sci-fi movie but like from from our perspective it's like what the hell were they doing that's like yeah. the dope dorkiest thing uh, but it's uh it captures that uh, captures captures that aesthetic very well um and it, it, even even with the pacing uh, which uh, the pacing i feel like maybe and this is going into my, maybe my dislikes the pacing leaves something to be desired, but the uh, but the overall aesthetic, the visuals, uh, the the humor, I was pretty good for what it was. Okay. <laughs> um, so for me, what I liked, um, I liked. Ooh, this is not a good long pause. Um. <laughs> Yeah, that's a tough one for me. It really was. I I would have to say I really like the extremely obvious 
humor. Because there's a lot of, like, subtle humor and extremely, like, the cat, the the planes, uh, uh, the, the spaceships, the, um, the king coming out, being pissed off that he said nap. Just that kind of stuff that it was flat out really, like, supposed to be funny. Uh, I like yeah. that stuff really th- I thought was pretty good. Uh, I wish there was more of that, honestly, but meh, that's fine. Um, as usual, let's break it up and talk about the MVP. So I'll start off the MVP for me. It's the cat, <laughs> the cat, <laughs> the cat. I mean, oh man, that cat was badass. On top of it was just so funny and unexpected. Like just they land on this planet, they're walking around and all of a sudden it's the obvious just house cat attacking them and like lasers doesn't affect it. Like it is pretty great. Yeah. I was just like this this cat this cat wins. I was hoping it would be in more of the movie, but it was not. So Yeah. Props yeah, it, it to had you, its one moment cat. there. Took out Chip, the, the the bullet sponge there. That's right. <laughs> what about you? Your MVP. All right. So my MVP is in that it was uh, was one of the humans. Uh, I actually found my MVP to be, uh, and it goes along with the theme of this movie of just kind of have to the self actualization uh, of a person throughout the course of these events. But Baron Osric, I found him a really interesting character, and I'll tell you why. In a lot of these movies, when the uh, when you have one of these characters who's like in love with the one of the bad guys. And he just can't see what's going on. He typically dies before the yeah. end of the movie, being betrayed uh, by this person that they had so much love for. Uh, but what you see with Baron Osric, eventually towards the end of the movie, he's like, he's like, Astra, she, you know what? I want to admit this. Astra, she's pretty terrible. <laughs> and it just, he's just like, they end up like, I think they end up tying her to a tree and then like leaving her there. Yeah. <laughs> like, they just forgot about her. But uh, the, my favorite part was where, when they're just, everybody's talking. He's like, she's kind of a jerk. I don't like her. Yeah, she sucks. After that he's been like funny. professing. Yeah. After he's been like professing how much he loves her throughout the course of the movie. So like it, it shows that it showed that like, again, in a very humorous way, but it showed that uh, Baron Osric felt like his self-worth and he knew he knew he didn't deserve that sort of thing. So I thought that was a pretty great pretty great moment for a character and it yeah. kind of gave some depth to the baron osric character uh in addition to what they did with uh rocky laser it kind of played off that uh, whole feel a little bit yeah no that was pretty good i i did like that too i i loved that scene whenever he finally was just like you know i'm just gonna I, it, that was around the time where they just started yelling the screw you thing and he was just like i feel yeah, motivated it was right about that time he was just yeah because like, osric suck. Like, screw you old chap yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, what is it? dislikes? We did we did likes, right? Yeah. So dislikes. Yeah, we dislikes. So dislikes. Uh, oh man. Um, it was it was boring. <laughs> For me, I it, I mean, like I said at the beginning of chapter three, I was like all on board, and then it lost me pretty quick. I mean. I tried really, really hard to sit there and to stay focused and like watch it because I was like, okay, I really want to give it a shot. You know, it's okay. There, you know, movies. There's some boring space. Just, just watch it. Just watch it. Just watch it. I was so bored. Even the funny things, I kind of just like smiled at. Honestly, I'm laughing more now talking about it than I did on the actual movie. <laughs> um, I do think it, 
it would have been better to watch with people on this one. Um, but the, I think I've said this, if I feel bored or just that things are going nowhere, you lose me. You just do. Yeah. So I, I felt, I just felt that way pretty quick into this movie. What about you? What, what, what yeah. did you dislike? I will, I will say I had a similar problem with it, but I really put it down to specifically the pacing of the movie. I think I mentioned this earlier. And I think the problem with this was that when they did the translation from the stage to the movie, I think they, they probably tooled, retooled a few things, but the overall vibe of the movie, it was like you, when you, when you do a, uh, stage presentation and particularly for something that's a, a comedic presentation you leave in gaps for uh you leave in gaps in space for the people to laugh right and respond to the uh respond to what's going on on stage and when uh that that takes certain beats and certain certain things get set up in a certain way uh i mean i mean just think of like uh if you ever watch the show friends uh, the way they talk there there's a laugh track on that there's a laugh track on the on the show right Try watching it. There's a few YouTube videos of this. Try watching it without the laugh track. And it's very, it occurs in a very unnatural way. And it takes away like the enjoyment of the show because it's like, it doesn't flow right without that laugh track in there. Yeah, it's true. Uh, and without that audience response. Uh, and I feel like in this, mo- in this movie, if there was maybe a laugh track, which I'm not suggesting they put a laugh track in this, but if there were uh, some that, sort of audience response that would have helped in the movie, it probably would have helped a little bit uh, to uh, to restore the flow of the uh, story because that's how it was originally conceived of. One hundred percent. It was built with that pacing and built with that pattern. Uh, so if they were to take that, uh, if they, I feel like it needed to be retold a little more. It's a, overall a great story. I thought it was hilarious, but it wasn't correctly configured for this format. I think. Yep. I think it needed to be played with a little bit more because again, the pacing was kind of off for me and there was too much dead space uh or there was too much uh of the same thing consistently happening but because it that, that would work that, that would definitely work on the stage but it doesn't work on the screen as much yeah so that, uh, that's what i don't like about it i i agree with that I, I would even be okay if they threw in that laugh track i, I really do i think i would be okay with that yeah. just something It'd be to interesting kind of to have a movie with a laugh track on it <laughs> yes i I mean, I would I would watch it to see what happens. You you never know. Um, so better than Hardcore Henry? Yes, better than Hardcore Henry. Hands down for me. No, I'd watch Hardcore Henry over this. <laughs> I would split decision, split decision. So more than likely, Cheers or Party Foul is going to be mixed too. So Cheers or Party Foul. Yeah. So for me, uh, I would say uh, this is split decision just for Anthony here. Uh, if this is me watching this alone by myself uh, or not, I really I didn't watch it by myself. I watched it with my wife. Uh, but if it were just like a, a, me and my wife watching it again, uh, I'd probably say party foul. However, if we were watching it with a bunch of people and just kind of like uh, just like all laughing at it, uh, I think that would make it probably an immensely better experience. And so in that situation, in that environment, cheers. I would go see this in a theater uh, or, or even better. I'd go see this as a, uh, as a, as a, as a play on stage. I'd probably be freaking awesome. 
but just uh, just watching it, uh, it uh, in the alone in the confines of my home during a quarantine, I probably would I would wait a while to watch it again. You know what? I I was all set in saying fuck no, don't watch this movie, but. I think I agree with you. By myself, I would not watch it again. There's no way. Um, if I was with friends, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it would be a fun one to sit there and just crack jokes at and just rip it apart. I I, I could do it that way. But, oh, geez, that was rough. So as we are... Uh... As we are as we are discussing this, I am getting messages from my wife because she can hear me as I'm recording this, and she did want me to respond, uh, tell everybody that while this movie was going on, she did fall asleep. So Same. she really wasn't there to laugh <laughs> with me. So, so she did fall asleep during the course of the movie. But in the movie's defense, she falls asleep during lots of movies. So I this mean, wasn't this, this this is not the only movie she's fallen asleep through. She she's fallen asleep in like movie theater movies as well. So I do it, it happens. I, I did doze off at it, points. You can doze. I did get tired during the course of the movie, but I also, it was also Saturday afternoon when I watched this. So, yeah. so there you go. Uh, pretty much the conclusion is watch at your own risk. Um, yeah, <laughs> I can. I think that's a good, good way watch, to put that. Watch with friends. Uh, watch, watch safely. Watch with your buddies. Yeah. Get together via Zoom, hit play at the same time, and watch yes. it. Like that's that, the way to do yeah, it. That'll make it. I think that would make it a lot more enjoyable. Yes. Yeah, I, I'm all for that. All right. I, I, heck, take the drive-through. I would watch it there. That'd oh yeah. Especially if you could yell at your friends from across the car. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that movie. So let's move on to our next part, which is what are we enjoying? And um, I'll go ahead and start us. So I'm really enjoying the new Childish Gambino album. Um, if you don't know, he released it ooh, end of June. A few weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Around, uh, I think it was around the end of June. Um. I honestly didn't even know about it until I was just like, oh, you know what? I'm in the mood for Childish Gambino. I looked it up. I was like, oh, he has a new album out. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I put it on. I went through the whole album a couple of times already. Just very, very him. I mean, every song is different, uh, unique. He goes from easy to crazy. Just like he, he's all over the place. That's one thing I love about him is he doesn't really stick to a certain style. One song can be, you know, the, what is that? This is America. The next song can be Redbow. And like, just like, he really is just so like yeah. everywhere. And I He's love definitely it. Definitely versatile. Yes. Yeah. I love it so much. I mean, last night I, I even posted on my, my Instagram. I was just like, all right, it's a childish Gambino kind of night. And just threw it on shuffle and just had it going yeah. for a long time. Just like <clears throat> that. It was just a great, he's, I, I love him as an actor uh, or, oh, sorry. Different people. Um, but uh, uh, are you confusing him with Donald Glover? Because <laughs> I know a lot of people confuse Childish Gambino with Donald Glover. Oh my gosh, that's two different people. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but uh, overall, he's a super talented guy. His music, I love it. Uh, I'd vote for him for president 2020. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's him or Kanye, right? Oh, jeez. <laughs> 
<laughs> Idiocracy. Here we come. Yeah, right. Depending who wins, we might have to do that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, oh, uh, look it up. Go listen to it. It's it's a really fun album. So, Anthony, what you got? All right. So this movie, uh, my mind is kind of based around this movie. So I've uh, I've always had a, a place in my heart for uh, symphonic uh, music, classical music. And this movie, the music in this movie was basically, I, I think, 100 uh, percent based uh, or comes from the uh, Gustav Holst's uh, Planet Suite. Uh, if, you, if, if you're not if you if you're not familiar with it, I guarantee you've heard it before. Uh, and if you want, if you don't if you are, you are to watch the trailer and to listen to some of the music in the trailer, this is the music that plays throughout the movie. Uh, but like, uh, throughout the movie, you could hear like, uh, the, uh, Mars, the bringer of war. Uh, I believe there's the, the Jupiter suite, the Mercury suite are all in there. Uh, Gustav Holst. I've been, I was a fan of his when I was in high school because he also wrote, uh, uh, two, uh, two, uh, uh, two different uh opuses uh, i believe it was the first suite and the second suite which if you were to listen to those very familiar music uh you, i'm sure you've heard the at least the the melodies of his music in other places they get used like from in commercials tv shows they get they go all over the place uh but uh, the whole the planet suite listen to it at least once that was like i i, I actually after hearing it in this movie i was like i need to sit down and just listen to the whole thing there's, I believe there's a, I believe there's a movement for each planet. It's great music. It's good to just sit, listen to, and just kind of let the, uh, the sonic, the sonic, uh, awesomeness just kind of envelop you. It's great music. Uh, so that's my thing. Gustav Holst's, uh, Opus 32, The Planets. Great music. I went ahead and added that to my list to listen to. So yeah, every time you, Most definitely. every time you talk about an artist, I'm like, all right, oh, that's to my list. Why not? but uh cool man cool 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 uh, my other thing is uh figuring out instagram because i'm trying to learn instagram now yes <laughs> that's my other thing i am bad at instagram so i'm trying to learn instagram once he uh, changes his name go follow him and then maybe eventually yeah. we'll work on our our actual podcast instagram get that shit going uh, yeah i gotta i gotta i gotta make sure i uh, interact a little bit better i uh it's like so I, I i'm driving the bus on that because i accidentally set it up on my account uh, and I don't know how to not do, I fix that. So <laughs> uh, that's great. Um, yeah. So, all right. What's our next movie? So our next movie is Iron Sky: The Coming Race. Yes. So it's actually the second movie of Iron Sky, but we decided just to go ahead and jump to the second one because. Yeah. It seems interesting. Hey, so why not? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it's also uh, the only one available on Netflix. So yeah, that's another reason. It's free. Um, so again, as always, please uh, give us a rating. Uh, this is going to be on YouTube, the video part of it. So please subscribe to our YouTube. If the video doesn't suck enough, it'll be up. Um, you can obviously follow us on Instagram. Uh, at Let's Instapod. Facebook is Let's Do a Podcast. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Facebook yeah. is Let's Do a Podcast. I always forget. Uh, Instagram is Let's Instapod. And Twitter is Let's Tweet a Pod. Right. Uh, 
I'm bad. I'm I'm terrible about keeping up on Twitter. Uh, uh, I'm trying to focus. I can do one or the other. I can't do both. That's it. <laughs> really, eventually, I got to get one of the others to help. But um, yeah. So you can follow us there. Also, wherever you're listening to this, please give us a rating and uh, a, a review. Those really do help. Um, I know that we've gotten a few ratings on iTunes, but no reviews yet, which is fine. I, I even like the, seeing that we get ratings. Um, hopefully this video will turn out so we can start doing videos of this too, because it's kind of fun, hopefully. Uh, I know we've had a few people say, hey, I want to see the videos of it. So here you go. Um, yeah, we've had uh, we've had um, Victor on a few a uh, few of the previous weeks, and he keeps telling us you got to get this on video. I was like, all right, we'll try video, we'll yeah. see how it goes. So yeah, we'll see how this this recording thing works, um, and then yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. I'm always trying to expand and figure out what we're gonna do, especially while we think quarantine is gonna be here for a while for us because we are being yeah, extra careful. Yeah. Yep. But, oh, also, oh. wear your face mask. Please, pretty please. Please do that. Just it's that simple. No pull up. I like to go do other stuff and not stay in my house all the time. Please wear a face mask. No politics. (laughs) Just just wear it. Like just do it. Done. And also, you know, Black Lives Matter. Just gonna say that. Yes. Also that Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Yes. We support our our fellow brothers and sisters and humans and what's happening right now. So I just wanna say that too. Not all right. So. Now that's done. Guys, thank you so much for hanging out, and we cannot wait to talk to you later. So, Anthony, how do we end this? Hmm. Should we maybe let's end the podcast? We should end the podcast. See you guys. Okay.